Welcome back to the human rat race Here we go one time, it's oh my god time Turn it up, grab your slot Get ready to bust, here we go Oh, do it for the master race the kinds of that show Fuck, mc trans to trans i reckon he's <laughs> fucking um he's my favorite shits now did you hear that he got all his work done in the first 10 seconds of the song and then just fucking it's just yeah. muzzed the time he went off to do lines of what K are those backstage. videos got? yeah gurner videos gurner videos yeah, yeah i was gurning to fuck um, on that intro but he's from some progressive northern european country i believe i'm not sure which one i don't think he lets it be known but uh yeah um yeah. well you can't exactly um identify what race you are if you're going to claim master race and shit. <laughs> no, exactly <laughs> Especially, I thought, like, trance music and stuff was meant to be inclusive and stuff. I didn't realize it was, like, this sort of, like, white nationalist fucking electronic music. But it makes sense, right? <laughs> that actually touches on this um, retarded comedy bit I was trying to make work on my phone the other day. And I'm mm. not sure if it really does. Um, okay. But it's, like, I'm... It's uh, it's getting tiring. Because I'm on, I'm on the progressive kind of side of all this, um, this shit that yeah, goes we on. We're on the right side of history. Yeah. yeah. But... As far as the LGBT movement goes, or LGBTQ movement goes, yeah. I just find it, it's like, fuck, it's like five syllables. Yeah. It's like, it's it's quite exclusive, and it's five syllables long. It's a lot easier for me to just say weirdos, which is more inclusive, and it's only two syllables. <laughs> it's a little judge, judgmental about oh, LGBT. No, it's I'm more not- inclusive than LGBTQ. <laughs> yeah, but they what they have is the inclusion of exclusion, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I was just being an asshole. Yeah, I know, but I mean, you know, I feel sorry for our brothers and sisters in pink. But, you know, I mean, there was... Plenty- it was just a bit I would do on stage in, um, you know, like Newtown or something like that, just to see how, how much violence I could get from the yeah. left. How many frappuccinos they'd throw at you. Um, uh, I don't know, I mean... Yeah, and then but- I'd probably take a tranny home and get it on. That makes you pretty progressive, right? Yeah, okay. super progressive. If you hooked up with... A tra- I'm multicultural and progressive with my dick, yeah. <laughs> if you hooked up with a transgender of any ethnic background out at Newtown, and you were just really randy and wanted to hook up straight away, which bathroom would you use, like, out at the venue? Yeah, that's true. I guess you'd probably just have to dig a hole out in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Dude, if you want a more practical way, a more practical, you just use the disabled because you're dealing with the mentally disabled. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'm just saying one. <laughs> oh, fuck. We should be a comedy duo. 
I think we are. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the Kind and Dad Show. It's been a nice oh, week. Oh, what a fucking bunch of assholes. This Indian summer just keeps going. If Autumn, you're still listening, thank you. <laughs> Autumn hasn't come yet. Have you found that? These days that just keep on being 25 degree bluebird no. days. Um, where's winter? The chill sort of come the last couple of days. It's sort of because I got all this equipment running in here and close the windows so that our neighbours don't hear our fucking um, faux racist and bigoted remarks because I think they're of a persuasion. That, that what? What's called a persuasion? Well, they they could secretly be running the world. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! Are you seriously living next to reptilians? <laughs> Sorry, it's a bit edgy. Especially well, with my window cracked and them in their bedroom. I was thinking of that. Comedy <laughs> comedy has sort of lost its edge. Like, without that sort of... That raw hate, it doesn't really have the edge, you know? <laughs> Don't you agree? Yeah, you need a... You need, you need some passion in there, for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I'd, I'd, do, I'd draw the line at um, inciting violence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we would... <laughs> Yeah, I probably would too. Um, but, you know, where does violence start? Is the word violence? Well, I don't know. What Since we're talking about people? these racial things and stuff, mm-hmm. why the fuck are toilets always white? What the fuck is with that, man? Are you just shitting on the white man again? <laughs> I always thought you were going to say that it was unfair and we need more representation <laughs> of black toilets. But it, <laughs> it could go either way. Well, it would make more sense if you had a brown toilet because then you wouldn't see the shit stains all over it, would you? <laughs> you are so fucking racist. <laughs> How am I racist? I'm shitting on Whitey every day. <laughs> do you reckon rich... <laughs> Literally, metaphorically. <laughs> hey, do you reckon rich people get urinals installed in their house? If you had a big bathroom, you'd probably get a urinal, right? Yeah, or just like um, a kitchen sink. Yeah, <laughs> just in the kitchen sink, huh? <laughs> You could pass it off as a piece of modern. No, I kind of would like it. It'd be kind of pimp to have a urinal and shit. But once you got your own pad, as if you're not just pissing down the shower hole and even just the drain hole in the bathroom and shit like that. So it's my house. So you reckon it's a dominant thing like dogs and stuff like that, or? Yeah, I've done some pretty weird shit. I wouldn't put it past other guys to do some pretty weird shit <laughs> in their own place. Well, speaking of doing some weird shit, I do weird enough shit in my parents' house. So. <laughs> On that note, apparently researchers in Africa have been studying gorillas and have found out that when they eat, they hum little eating songs to themselves and shit. That is dope. I do that shit. Yeah, totally. So, you know, we're all animals at heart, I think. Fuck, that's correct. Yeah. (laughs) That's how they film the Jungle Book, I think. I remember from um, Wild Boys and all that, how like when they're in, is it Rwanda, I think, Mm -hmm. and they're trying to visit some gorillas? Yeah. And they're trying to do the the calming noise to themselves. Yeah. Like yeah. Pontius and shit trying to, yeah, trying to, trying to calm <laughs> him down. Oh, I don't know if that would calm him down. And then he used his wild boys experience to um to pretend to be a gorilla in Jackass 3D. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, I've got a short little clip if it's cool for you. I always like people that sort of predict stuff pretty good. And uh, this is from June last year. It was on Bill Mayer's show. So I'll just play a little bit. Here we are. And which Republican candidate has the best chance last of winning the general election? Of the declared ones right now, Donald Trump. <laughs> that's pretty cool huh like straight away last June or whatever that was such an uproarious laugh and I guess he's won and we're, all, we're all going to hell uh, we can revisit that later if we need to but I just thought I'd, I'd you know, 
<laughs> avail people of that cliff. It was pretty funny. Yeah, get on the Trump train. Before it's too late, you might end up on another train going somewhere else. <laughs> uh, well, that rings all too true because I've just been reading a book called Bloodlands, Europe Between Hitler and Stalin, about all the people in Eastern Europe that died between those two regimes. And yeah, there was a lot of bad train stuff in there. And it's nothing to really joke about. Yeah, and probably if you're... um, Like they say... No, you know why? Because they say the Germans are like super efficient and everything, but those trains were so late. <laughs> oh shit sorry what were you saying <laughs> I don't even know now <laughs> um, so we're an inclusive show I guess here on Cones and Dough um, <laughs> what were you telling me about Allah Akbar oh it was cracked I saw this Um, it was about one of the air. it was a I think it was an ABC news thing about Indonesian air safety mm-hmm. and it was a Air Asia X or one of the Indonesian Air Asia franchises had a had mm-hmm. a plane go down and um it was playing back the recording of the black box stuff of them going down and then I, I was eating my dinner w- watching the story sort of half in it you know mm-hmm. so I, I had all the the facts and then as the plane was about to hit the ground like the pilot started yelling Akbar. And um, I looked up, like, sort of like, what the fuck is going on? And then it finally struck me that, yeah, yelling Allah Akbar is probably quite a lot similar to more yelling something like, oh, Jesus Christ, or oh, my, oh, my God. So you know, what you're God. saying is that Muslims naturally become terrorists in the last few seconds of their life? <laughs> I was just saying that um, the terrorists hijacked that shit, and now yeah. we just think of that when we hear that shit, when really it could be just as simple as, like, how atheists still say Jesus Christ, and, oh, my God, is this reflex fucking... That's true. <laughs> but atheists don't kill that many people, except when it's that's... reflex blasphemy. <laughs> except when they're styling a mouth, like atheists killing so many people. Um, that's why I'm a Catholic. Um, if you had to... Well, I mean, this is... I sort of feel bad with this because this has been a somewhat crash show already. I apologize if you're just joining us, but I hope you're enjoying it as well. You're fucked next time you go to confession as well, by the way. Uh, no, <laughs> the father's going to be the one getting fucked. Um, speaking of which, fuck, marry, kill, but with a twist. This is FM. <laughs> this is FMKI, which is fuck, marry, kill, injure. <laughs> and the con- candidates for it are the so-called emerging economies, the BRIC economies, Brazil, Russia, India, and China. Fuck, marry, kill, injure. There is a correct answer, by the way, so... Brazil, Russia, India, China? Yeah. You know it in your gut. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to... I don't want to just fall back to 50s... 50s textbook stuff that I'm just going to... I don't want to just uh, take the... Oh, but they're both communist. Oh, oh no... Kill China, sorry guys. <clears throat> All right. I don't know. These are just reflex reactions to this situation that I'm in. But, yep. Uh, Injure Russia again, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Kill China. Uh, and have to marry one and fuck one. Yeah. I fuck Brazil for sure. And you're gonna get married to India? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not gonna have to deal with it. You know, you just like. They've got this massive patriarchy thing, yeah, so I'll just okay. chill Getting in one room. Getting wives and, and shit. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be fucking Brazilians. Well, I'm going to be they, flying Brazilians over to India yeah. to fuck. 
with the Kama Sutra books making yeah. the sex great. And yeah, a wife for each one of a vision. Yeah, I got all yeah. my little like you know Krishna bitches making curry and stuff. Are they the ally? No, that's not. That's not ally. But okay, the same. Um, all right, so that would leave you with. I was what? just throwing out some bigoted racial well, sounding shit. I don't even know if it's real, man. Well, yeah, you got it pretty wrong as well. I mean, you'd fuck Brazil. You'd, yeah, I said I was gone. You'd, you'd, injure, <laughs> you'd injure China, just get rid of India, you'd kill India, and you'd probably marry a Russian, sit down. Oh, <laughs> uh, you were still... I thought we were talking just about com- the countries. We are. Okay, cool. But allegorically, sort of. Yeah. Metaphorically. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that was enlightening. Well, I guess I got it wrong, but I still got the sex right. With who? Brazil, or? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I hear they like the Zika that shit up. <laughs> And they give you the full GFA, man. It's not just prostituting. <laughs> good fucking eels? The girlfriend it? experience, bro. Oh, okay. Gill's <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> fish eel. <laughs> Apparently cats give off this thing called toxoplasm, right? It's like a little mite and it can affect your brain. It's like a brain parasite. Oh, yeah. I've heard about that so before. So there might actually be some truth to the kind of crazy cat lady stereotype. Yeah. Like the little mites. Toxo- there was a big problem in France for a, lo- for a while with that. I don't think it's such a problem now, but I think it was like late 90s or t- early 2000s. They had a massive problem with whatever that shit's called. Yeah. And Toxoplasma? It, they found it in a massive portion of the male population because it doesn't fuck with women. It only fucks with dudes. Oh really? Or something like that. Maybe it, it maybe it fucks with everyone's brain, but it fucks with dudes. Well, if it fucks with the chick. If she fucks with the chick, then she's gonna be like it's gonna fuck with the dude, you know? <laughs> um to cats. But no, heaps of people are crazy without cats, nevertheless. What is it? Something plasm. Toxoplasma. 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 Yeah. yeah, look that shit up. I don't know well enough about it. <laughs> <laughs> and this isn't the show for it. Daft as fuck, mate. <laughs> Well, I've got something to read, but do you have anything to hit me with? No, hit it. Any comedy? Um, this was it. from an article by uh, Andrew Sullivan, who's sort of a liberal writer or whatever, but it was part of a longer piece about Trump and the electorate. <clears throat> and he's talking about that the game changer in like the political game has been the media recently, the social media and everything. And he says, The web was also uniquely capable of absorbing other forms of media, conflating genres and categories in ways never seen before. Distinction between politics and entertainment became fuzzier, Election coverage became more modelled on sports casting. Your porn hob jostled right next to your mother's Facebook page, etc. The web algorithms all but removed any editorial judgment, and the effect soon had even the cable news abandoning the pre- pretense of asking, is this relevant, or do we need to cover this live, in the mm-hmm. rush towards rating bonanzas. In the end, all these categories were reduced to one thing, traffic, measured far more accurately than any other medium had done before. And this is what mainly fu- what mainly fuels this is precisely what the founding fathers he talked about earlier in the in the piece feared about democratic culture, feeling, emotion, and narcissism rather than reason, empiricism, and public spiritedness. Online debates become personal, emotional, and irresolvable as soon as they begin. <laughs> Godwin's law, aka it's only a matter of time before comment section brings up Hitler, is a reflection on the collapse of the reason, deliberation, the founder saw as indispensable to a functioning republic. And, uh, yeah, that sort of sums up a few things, even though, yeah, he's, he's got quite different opinions to me. I mean, it's incapable of having an argument really. It it does sum up the state of media affairs and all this stuff at the moment, but I watched a really encouraging, uh, what would you call it? Where speakers are invited to a university. It's not like a symposium. Yeah. Symposium, I guess with my Milo Yiannopoulos, Christina Hoff Summers and Stephen Crowder. Yeah. 
and uh, as borderline as offensive as some parts of it got, it was really in- encouraging to see that sort of uh, perspective getting a voice back now because it's finally sort of had enough of this fucking ridiculous... Like, you know, like how you get shouted down and called a racist or a misogynist if yeah. if you are disagreed with, even mm. if it's irrelevant to whatever the fuck you're saying. Yeah. Like, Christina Hoff Summers was getting, like, racist, yelled at her yeah. and shit, and she hadn't even said anything yeah. racist yet. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? But Well, yeah, I mean... It was really encouraging, though, because there was lots of people there. But they make it such a politicized thing in America that... Like, uh, I just don't like the fact that it's about, like, oh, it's about being a Republican for so many of the students there, or, you know, like, that it's such a, a being affiliated with one of, one of the other parties and stuff. Like, there was Democrats asking questions to them and stuff and being, like, offended. And, yeah. Well, like, I think, yeah. I mean, apart from that, that's why this election's going to get crazy with that, because... I we think, need to lose that political identity need for political identity because you it's, don't treat people when you know them as an individual. You don't tri- treat yeah. them in this general fucking way. But that tribalism is the core of being human too. <laughs> you can't treat everyone as an individual. I like speaking in generalizations, but fuck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That tribalism, people like to. Fuck I don't want to kill you because you're English and I've got Scottish heritage. You know, like well, that's it, pretty redundant. But do, some but... people hold on to that shit for generations. You know? <laughs> yeah, but we're never going to let go of that shit. I don't think in a way. No, I mean, <laughs> what are you saying, cunt? <laughs> that shit, fucking. When you stole my farm, you took the best land north of Adrian's Wall. I had to grow potatoes. You come on, you fucked my wife, cunt. <laughs> Like Braveheart. <laughs> he wasn't even the king and he came and had a first night with my wife. Um, <laughs> you fuck my wife at my tartan picnic. It's an injustice. I'm going to take this to Australia. Um, that sort of shit. But yeah, I mean, people like to... I mean, you are having a go at even like liking to see like feminists get kind of, you know, fucked with or whatever. That's that's satiating a deep need inside us. Yeah, to kind of- I get a duality from that. Sometimes it's, um, it's really cathartic because I might be in a shitty mood about something mm. fucking trivial. And other times when I can manage to rise above all that fucking nonsense, which is more and more each day, but at the same time, you do you do have your moments and shit. Well, yeah. It just seems like you watch it, and then it, afterwards you're like, Ugh. see this whole online engaging thing. like you know, you know that they're engaging in something righteously, yeah. but at the same time, because they're engaging with these retards on the internet, spouting these nonsense opinions mm. and shitting on them in public, it just seems like. Like you were saying earlier, it's the low-hanging fruit, and it's also it just seems it seems like what's the even the point? It's like you're yeah, getting that's what you're getting saying. fucking likes and shit now mm. for shitting on someone that's an idiot. That's what I was <laughs> like, to add to add to what that guy has said in that article about recent debate getting worse. I mean, the more I think about it, the more and this is such a cynical view, but the a constant amongst human civilizations is a desire for some people to have a higher status than other people and to be able to show it off, right? All the time. And the way the internet's done it, even when it's not for profit... I'm starting to hate myself again. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. (laughs) Let's be real. If we're going to get real. Like, a lot of libertarians think that man is just like an economic, whatever is in your economic self-interest. But the truth is, it's all these other little things, all these other little status games and fucking desires and ego tricks that are going on in your head. And so Facebook, with its likes and everything... And given the amount our new economy involves spent at computers and shit, it's just a straight hijacking into your brain. 
Yeah, like, of they're yeah. just base pathways. Yeah, yeah. just base pathways. And like, I feel like Michael Corleone sometimes. Like, just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in with like another stupid <laughs> argument. Um, That's why I've deleted Tinder like six times. <laughs> I fully, I haven't had it for months and months now. But I just treat that thing like just such such a joke. Like, I treat it like the base instinct. Mm. You know, it's like oh. Like you, you might might have jerked off in the you know hours preceding to looking at it or whatever, and you're like, yeah, 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 being pretty um, pretty legit about your opinions, you know. And then if it's been too long and shit, you might just be swiping old fat bitches and just being like, ah, just trying to um, yeah, just trying is, to get like a fucking virtual jerk look, off. Or I something. don't know much about it. Is it hard to swipe on this common on the screen? <laughs> there is a higher viscosity. Okay, all right. Yeah, I've luckily not had to have any experience with that. This this old just stuff get a sandwich bag, cunt. You can still swipe through it. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. asking a fucking pro. <laughs> you take your iPad in the shower. <laughs> Those things aren't even waterproof. Fuck. That's what I'm saying. The sandwich bag. Yeah. Fuck it. Double bag it, son, if you worry. <laughs> people say we're going to have these sex bots, but remember I showed you ages ago the iPad attachment that has like a little flashlight hole in yeah, it? Yeah. And you can say, fuck. I haven't heard anything more about that. Yeah, it's because everyone's poor manning it with a fucking flashlight and an iPad, you know? <laughs> All you need is some duct tape or something, yeah, surely, yeah. though, right? Yeah. Yeah, fuck. Lazy. Just people... going face to face with all your friends. People are saying, what, Google face to face? <laughs> <laughs> no, are you doing a bit of cam whoring? Tell me. We're all mates here. Oh, fuck. I wish I was. I'd have some more money. <laughs> it's running out, eh? Fuck, yeah. We should start a Patreon page. If these fucking... Yeah. If these dudes can all get paid to shit on feminists all day long... That's true. Can, you know, can you guys pay us to try and be funny? I'm not saying we are. Yeah, we're no, trying. <laughs> but, we're, but we're funny and we're insightful if you listen to us. Like, listen to this. The thing I think, the thing I think, Australia feels different to other developed countries. I'm like, what is it? What is our uniqueness? And it's the fact that we don't really have any historic battlefields. Nearly every other Western country does. But can you name me a place where there was any sort of a Gallipoli? <laughs> What's well, yeah, not in Australia, yeah. Australia. Oh, da- Darwin. Darwin got bombed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we had the Battle of the yeah. Sky. Yeah. The Lind Cafe. No, I know what yeah. you're saying. The Lind Cafe in Martin, Martin Place. Martin um, Bryant's the biggest fucking problem. Yeah, so, yeah, and, yeah, it's a bit unfair calling that a battlefield. <laughs> but, you know... Oh, but it's in, a bit unfair not calling it indigenous, a battlefield. Oh, yeah, okay. Indigenous, I get what you're saying. Indigenous I'm advoc- a cunt again. Indigenous advocates would refer. There's quite a few up in, I think, Western Australia where there were, like, actual indigenous battles, but we don't do them. So I, I think that's what makes us different because even countries like Canada and New Zealand, New World countries... They have some historic, like, you know, Canada got invaded by America and shit. New Zealand had, like, some bigger, like, Maori wars and treaties. And we just live in this endless kind of, like, a this endless uh, dark brown land watching the, cane, the what is it, lightning crack over cane fields. <laughs> We've let the U.S. invade, but that's sort of like, you know. That's true. Just more of a cuckolding thing. And we've let bad morals invade our society. <laughs> And a few other people as well. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting. So that's the kind of insight that you can get on the Cones and Doe show. We talk about everything here. The US is rad, though, in that way that I just wish the 80s could have lasted forever. Yeah, but that's childhood nostalgia, isn't that again? Kind of. It but is, like, yeah. yeah, kind of. But at the same time, every, it was just like... Um, 
I don't know, it's going to sound bad, but it's like the West was winning. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, the jubilation. We grew up. It was up. like, you know, like aircraft carriers were coming here to visit from fucking the US yeah. and just like all this cracked shit like for 88 for Bicentennial Australia yeah. and all this shit. It's 19, like, yeah. woo! 1991, like the fall of communism, liberal democracies on the march and everything, fucking by hyper And And really, all these fucking yeah. economy fucking yeah. brained Computer games are getting better and better. Like, hoarding all the like digital credits and tricking everyone with fucking economy bubbles and shit (laughs) and then britney shaved her head and it all went wrong i just wish we were still living in the lie that's what i mean like because it was such a great lie it was the best shit ever it was the american dream for 10 years kind of thing you know i was thinking about this and you know how people accuse john howard of sort of being nostalgic for the 50s and wanting that 50s sort of suburban view the kind of early 90s were our 50s And now these totally fucking, is it? Yeah, but we even got like the fall of communism. Mm. Fuck, it's yeah, even they had the liver that we were like, yeah, yeah, and we had frangers and shit way yeah. better. And we were, you know, we saw those Serbs and those Croats going at each other, and we thought, ha, huh, that's just a side thing. But well, but speaking of frangers, I was going to say it's a plus <laughs> that you can just like bang your hearts, bang to your hearts content or whatever. Have you heard of this new thing? I guess frangers does help for it, but um, <laughs> super gonorrhea in oh, Europe okay. and shit. Go on, and it's immune to um penicillin or whatever the fuck you treat it with okay so yeah there's so this don't new new strain of super gonorrhea so watch out <laughs> all our european listeners um i reckon they're just trying to scare us from going raw dog again though double frang it they're just trying to keep the, the population rate down well it's troubling some <laughs> politically what's happening is troubling in fucking europe like the song that opened this show had some fucking nasty undertones seems to carry in that nationalist tradition of like the ace of bass producer and adolf hitler and i've heard that mc trad trads to trads <laughs> actually lives next to a migrant camp though and if you're like if you're a german trans person living next to a migrant camp full of presumably muslim people it's probably quite an intense experience and i'm sure that's where the music so and the drive for that kind of intensity comes from so. diversity in action really huh so smoking up the bike yeah <laughs> no, that was a good little backstory of MC Trans to Trans, but I'm I'm a bit unfamiliar. So he was, because you know how we have M to, M to F, M to F transsexuals and F to M, yeah. another female. So he was and already he was already trans, and then he got like reassignment to being the other version of trans or what, like trans to trans. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so he was born trans, sort of intersex, <laughs> but he got a sex change reassignment to be trans. I and he only ever listens to tran- trans music. <laughs> <laughs> I think he likes Transformers though. <laughs> and um I've heard he occasionally will play death metal, but only in the bedroom. <laughs> Which way does he swing? Although why are we talking this guy's racial politics were all off, even if he's progressive, like gender gender speaking. Yeah, I'm not sure if he was talking about some sort of racial shit or if he's oh, just a trans- die witness fan and he was trying to sort of reference master plan but just got I don't it know wrong. what it is. It's transhumanism. He's talking about the master like went transcending race. So I don't think it was offensive like that. I read an article <laughs> the other day about some black transhumanist guy going to the civil rights museum in Alabama. It was a pretty whack story, so Washington Post. I get it. The master race is just the state of mind. Okay, fuck MC trans to trans is on some shit. Dude, fucking he's the first fucking post transhuman. He's the first person I've heard use master race in a progressive way. That's pretty hardcore. I reckon, I reckon the Swedes did it sometime in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and now they're paying for it tenfold. 
Uh, but genetically, it'll be good for Europe, but I don't know about um, emotionally. <laughs> Do you reckon you'd rather be a guide, seeing eye dog or a bomb sniffing dog? Seeing eye dog, fuck the military. <laughs> hey, good explanation. Well, I, yeah, I mean, support your troops. <laughs> you have a feeling as the bomb guy that support you are, the troops, but fuck the leaders. Now. That you are helping something, but in the end, it's like they just treat you like a fucking animal, you know. Yeah, I had a good um a good thing that went back and forth with uh, our friend our friend Mister Fuck, Mr. on Fuck. um. <laughs> on a social media platform that we were conversing on. (laughs) And it was back when I first started talking to him over it. And it was this fucked up picture I made that we made back and forth, putting these glasses on a dog and like all these chains and shit. (laughs) And basically I wrote a backstory for the picture we made of this heaps pimped out dog, right? And it was that when dog, the bounty hunter dies, Mm-hmm. He dies and then comes back as a dog, and then the owner names the dog Dog the Bounty Hunter as this ironic <laughs> fucked up thing, right? Yeah, and I'm following then, it. So his life is like this fucked up life of pain of the of like be, being this fake version. So who becomes of who he really was? So when he goes into the dog, who goes into? So where does he go from that? Was he eternally a dog and then became a human bounty hunter at one point? No, no, he he, well, he was Dog the Bounty Hunter, and then he gets killed, but then he's reborn okay. as a dog. As a dog. But the infinitely? owner just calls him Dog the Bounty Hunter. What happens when he dies again, though? Can He He doesn't. He actually kills the owner at the end of the movie. And then becomes human again? Well, or? you can write the second one, but... Oh, I think it has to be some, some... That's pretty much the entire arc of the plot. <laughs> <laughs> that does encapsulate all the big themes of life and death and everything, really. Oh, no. I think, um... I wrote that ages ago, like back and forth with him, but I think I just figured out where it's from and I subconsciously kind of ripped That's it. That's right, just don't mention it. Yeah? Yeah. No, that's <laughs> that a nice one, nice original observation. It's sort of like the end of um, John, being John Malkovich, sort of, where yeah. he gets trapped inside the little girl having to like stare at his the, the two chicks that he loved or whatever <laughs> <laughs> for like the rest of the child's life sort of thing yeah. oh, oh my god no yeah, that's pretty miserable it was so fucking hardcore that's Spike Jones, isn't it I believe so I believe yeah. he directed it I saw Captain America Civil War the other day it was gay all these things are so gay and bombastic and stupid I went and saw it at the drive-in got pretty blazed but it was stupid yeah there's some I don't know like I, I understand why people like them because I have a thing for some comic book characters in, in a certain way but such I just don't get into they the do movies such, yeah. they do such little with the plot to make sometimes they're like oh we're making it sort of like sort of political allegories but they're always so lame and shallow yeah. and everything that it's like what's the point point? and it's like when you were, oh, I somehow can't, I end can't up seeing I end up seeing it somehow I've seen Oh man, this Civil War one and like all the Avengers coming up saying like I've seen all your side movies. Like <laughs> fucking kill me. I hope I have a car accident on the way home from the driver. If you simplify it, essentially comic books are for kids and they're making children's movies. True, Star- basically. Yeah. So, Same with Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. Oh, dude. I don't want to talk about Star Wars again. Oh man. George Lucas. I watched it once at the movies and I was like so <laughs> so 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 fucking blazed, right? Yeah. That I wanted to give it a second chance, and yeah. then I gave it the second chance, and yeah. I'm not sure if I'm ever going to watch episode seven again. <laughs> it was like a shit TV movie, yeah, um, with really good visuals. I don't yeah. know; it's just weird. Yeah, it started off. I thought it'd be cool for a second, but then it got pretty gay. Um, 
what's some other what's some other fun facts? Oh, and I read this cool shit about how Ray's just a Mary Sue as well, and it was pretty true. What's a Mary Sue? I think it's a reference, and it became a term in film and shit after a Star Trek episode where this character named Mary Sue came in and was just better at everyone than uh, everything, okay, and there was yeah, no Mary reason Sue. for it, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah, people were trying... I don't know, this dude broke it down, and basically the whole thing was saying, yes, she was, and then at the end he was like, oh, but in episode eight it could explain all this shit in her backstory, and then she totally isn't. And it's like, well, the first... A New Hope was a pretty sweet standalone movie and then empire and jedi made it this cool saga and empire and jedi weren't standalone movies so like i kind of see like both sides of it but but at some point as a standalone movie episode seven sucks a bowl, I know, but at, bowl of fucking shit pellets well maybe at the same time we have to recognize that kind of diversity is becoming more important in modern society and <laughs> and you know some of the old tropes are just reinforcing certain ideals so it sort of makes sense after the pendulum swung so far one way to be able to improve the feminine representation and the, the gender-diverse representation of characters in Star Wars. Because, you know, it's no longer a, a white-majority country. We're a pluralist society mm-hmm. where we need a, a, a diverse metric from every, you know, every, every ethnic group, every black doctor in the hospital, you know, needs to be in there. And so if storytelling suffers because of that, if the sort of, a, if the egomaniacal kind of masculine dreams of, like, overgrown boys can't get over that Star Wars, then I think they just have to accept that society's changing and maybe they need to change their attitudes as well. Oh, I don't know about the attitudes. I was on, I was on board to everything up, up until the attitudes because I don't give a fuck about it, really, at the end of the day. But I was thinking it would be more convincing if they... Like, I probably wouldn't have been so complacent if... If Ray was played by say, a black person, no, like Cyborg, the MMA fighter, or like, you know, like yeah. um, who's some other crazy Linda one? Hamilton? Ro- no, roided out, like some roided out bitch, like Michelle Obama, massive, you know, like like Serena Williams on more steroids, sort yeah. of thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, I see what you mean, but those kind of attitudes are why we require no, a sea change. It's now. not. It's not though. Like to to perpetuate some myth that. And I know now it's getting into ridiculous territory because I'm analyzing a fictional movie and then putting no. fucking facts in there. But it's real to me, goddammit. Because like she supposedly has this super force and shit, so that just explains everything. So who cares? Yeah. But yeah. you know, it'd be it'd be naturally just I wouldn't be fighting it as much as if it was some super tough chick that you're like, well, yeah, obviously she could like punch a dude in the face. And <laughs> yeah. okay, I'm being a bit of a cunt now. <laughs> no, that's a fair point, but. Uh... I guess Star Wars is for children. <laughs> uh, always was. Always was, always will be. I'm going to watch it again soon. Well, it just goes back to your our perfect fucking rose-coloured fucking hazy, 1980s. sepia-toned fucking nostalgic memories <laughs> that we had, you know? Before all this shit started. <laughs> it might have been when my rabbit got killed once. I had a pet rabbit that we caught up. We called him Jack, Jack, Jazz Jack Rabbit. After the <laughs> video game. Found him in Lane Cove National Park. Took him home, really liked him and shit. And one day I came home, walked around the side, like, Jazz, Jazz. I was probably, I don't know, 11 or 12 or something. I came to see, and then there were these, like, bloody footprints. And then the top of the mesh kind of, like, cage that Jazz was in was, like, all broken up inside kind of thing, ripped apart with kind of, like, you know, my rabbit lying there with, like, puncture marks in his neck. Got so owned by the next door dog. And I think that's the moment that my heart became cold. So that's what this episode's de- dedicated to, that, that time when that, that beautiful adolescent fucking haze. 
becomes filled with dead rabbits. So if you're uh, punching at home, pour out a bit of your uh, billy water onto the carpet for a jazz jackrabbit. <laughs> He'd love to get high. Um, but yeah, He'd love to shit on your flop. So that's a sad story. I guess that, you know, I mean, in the scheme of things, it might not be the worst, but it's just to recognize that tragic element to life. That well, at least put. it stopped you from being a serial killer. Yeah, that's true. What you... Otherwise, I might have started until I saw how horrific animal death was. I never got that curiosity to harm animals. Yeah, that dog saved you the trouble. <laughs> uh, still feel a bit guilty about eating jazz, but... <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Eating jizz. Eating jizz. Nah. <laughs> uh, not tonight. Not tonight. <laughs> hey... What do you reckon your last meal would be if you're on death row for like aggravated sexual assault and uh, then, you know, it was your last meal, you know, they all get the last meal. Let's say it was at the Levensworth Federal Penitentiary in Kansas. It's a steamy July day. It's your last, you've known for a little while that it's going to be your last meal. What are your last meal? What are your last words, you reckon? Jadis just reminded me of this. It's a toughie. It is a tough one. Mmm. Fried chicken. Fried chicken. <laughs> That's it? Sorry, I had to get in character if I'm going to be in jail. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, I hope you know that America... So we actually had more US listeners last week than Australians, so I'm, I'm fucking heaps sorry. <laughs> Not that sorry, but pretty sorry. I don't know. My humor's more parochial. I don't get it. <laughs> um, so, so fried chicken. So get some chicken and fry it up. I could have gone local and been like, ah, kangaroo tail, bruv. <laughs> Where are they going to get kangaroo in Kansas? Oh, those fighting ones. You've seen those videos of that fucking... These traveling circus. Yeah, there's plenty of kangaroos in America. Yeah, America. They have crazy... <laughs> I think there's like more tigers in private captivity in America than there are in like Siberia or whatever. That is seriously, dude. Apparently the South is littered with like, it's my wildlife park. And it's so just that, like... that fucking book Taronga was really written about what happens to America after the fallout. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was thinking about that book the other day. Did you that's read it back cool, in school? Yeah, pretty cool. Taronga, for those who don't know, is a young adult post-apocalyptic novel about like a guy who navigates like it's set in sydney it so could be a bit cool. too youthy yeah it's now, mad young adult yeah, it was yeah, good at the time. now in the vein of when tomorrow when the war began i guess australians have an obsession with <laughs> apocalypse <laughs> um but going to taronga zoo in sydney is the last refuge and sort of a society that builds up in there and stuff and you know all this sort of stuff good book australians have been dreaming about the world coming to an end like actually romanticizing it since they fucking came here in jail basically you know? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, fuck this. I hope the boat sinks on the way over there, motherfucker. <laughs> well, I hope the sink sinks on the way over there, motherfucker. We haven't got Australian accents yet, let alone fucking fake American ones. Do you know the first fleet when they moved? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the accent started pretty early in Australia, but the first fleet when they transported it out here, it was the like it was the furthest ever like large shipment of people in the history of the world. No one had moved that many people that quickly and it was to get rid of them to like this random kind of place across the world. Um, and yeah, that's where Australia came from. Born in jail, born behind bars. Yeah, Australia was born behind so bars. So we might not have battlefields, but we got battle scars from the fucking stint we all did in this big fucking prison called Australia. 
Gorn Behind Bars is the name of um, some Black Mac project that I haven't been able to find, but I heard him reference on a phone call. The rarities, it? yeah, I know. Um, it's hard to get in print. I heard a fucking... When Prince died the other day, someone posted a cover of one of Black Mac's unreleased songs that Prince did that was pretty good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't find any real ones anywhere, so it's a real rarity. What are your last words going to be when you got executed, by the way? After chicken. <laughs> After chicken. So you eat the chicken... And then while you're getting the fucking gas or lethal injection, what do you reckon? What would you prefer? Well, since it's a uh, fried chicken, I guess it would be, where's my fucking Pepsi? But you could have had a Pepsi in the last meal. Yeah, but I only got fried chicken. So you can yell that at the and end. And it's like, oh, I'm all clogged up from all this oil and shit and potato fries probably as the wow. side. I'm like, Ugh. And then I forgot to get a drink, and it's like, where's my motherfucking Pepsi? Or maybe I even deliberately didn't get a drink so I could say that line to you. Oh, well, that whole thing I just did was a psychological test, and you're a masochist, dude. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why in your fancy you deny yourself that. That's pretty crazy. Like, yeah, I want to die still thirsty. I'm not satisfied from the other three. Fucking... Why would you want to be satisfied <laughs> when they're going to kill you? <laughs> <laughs> Touché. All right, so you'd sort of. <laughs> oh, fuck. oh, that's good. Yeah. I don't think you got me that good on here before. No. <laughs> but you know, that's the mic is a therapist, really, in a way. That's what I've found in my broadcasting career so far. And yeah, I guess I um, probably would get a Pepsi. <laughs> Pepsi Max, you want to watch your figure. <laughs> and they'd be like, why the fuck did he say that? He had like a fucking liter bottle of Pepsi. <laughs> Motherfucker's crazy. Of course he's going to die. Moment on the lips, lightning on the hips. Do <laughs> <laughs> just wipe these tears from my eyes? Yeah. So that was the lighter side of uh, Capital <laughs> Punishment. <laughs> did you see some of that Jeff Ross roasts prisoners in something county jail? I can't remember. <laughs> no. It was pretty good. Yeah. But Jeff Ross looked like he was on, like, two Xanax, a fucking diazepam. What's some other fucked up shit that'll fuck you up? Adrenaline, man. Yeah, just everything. And then um, probably, like, a bottle of Jack as well. Yeah. And it seemed like he got better throughout the filming of it, but at first it was just like, <laughs> He seemed like, some people seem like when they're on um, long-haul fl- plane flights, yeah. you know, you can tell that sometimes, like when we've got the lifestyle channel on in our in our house, my girlfriend's come up with a good term for like a certain type of person on the show is the Zanny mom, <laughs> and you can sort of, you can sort of spit you can you can spot them pretty good on those lifestyle shows. But I don't do drugs though. <laughs> uh, they're buying perfect houses, perfect families. Oh, it's hard being white. <laughs> I'm so white that when um girls see me naked, they think my dick is going to be cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got anything to follow up? <laughs> Not so far. <laughs> How about you're so white you can wear yourself to a clan rally? Yeah, yeah. You might have to shirt me first. No, because you're already white. You're white <laughs> robes. Oh, yeah, I could just go naked. Yeah. White on white. <laughs> so Chai City. <laughs> um, I got snacks on snacks and white on white. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, I don't really. Yeah. Do you have another joke for me? I got a um. What do you call those bongo session fucking poetry slam? Oh, like beat poetry jam yeah. session things. Yeah. More than a load injector. More than a soul projector. More than a bold inspector. I'm the death of a billion insects. I've been deaf to a greater context. Simply complex. Logic nonsense. Trade my computer shackle of freedom slavery for more of my baby's gravy. Crazy? Maybe. But if we can get paid to lay our ladies, we won't really care for arguing the vagaries. Nice. Took me back to fucking the height in the 60s San Francisco. Russell Simmons, 1996. Is that from Russell Simmons? I don't know. The Poetry Jam Slam. <laughs> Fuck, no, it's glad I thought he'd written it for a second. That was fucking... That was, that was fucking groovy, man. That was fucking groovy. No, it's a shame we've lost that sort of ability to do that. Everyone's so cool and cynical these days, you know. You can't, you can't get away with just these sort of... I've seen it, but it seems to be sort of like... Okay, at the risk of sounding... I've seen videos of, like, poetry slams from these American colleges, but it, it seems to mainly just be certain kind of minorities with a grievance kind of thing. They seem to be dominating it, sort of. And it's good. It's good at what they did. Like, I'm Latina, there is no other, you know, this sort of stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, but it just doesn't have that whole coolness that it used to. Where do you think the coolness is? Where's the zeitgeist of cool sit these days? I think it was the offset of the clothing. How so? Like, it's not really that cool, but because the clothes in the 90s were just so drab and shitty and just like tartan mixed with plaid and all this fucking ridiculous right. like shit, like gum boots and keppers on yeah. and, you know, just yeah. dumb shit. Yeah. It just made the poetry better. Yeah, and you think now they've got that millennial sort of... And now they've got style and shit. You're like, what is this fucking yeah. slick motherfucker talking about? He should be saying some cool shit, not this fucking victimhood faggot shit. Like, what's going on here? Maybe our culture's just become to a logical dead end. We've been seeing it the way this hipster stuff kind of just churns through history because that's what it's doing. It's the so end of history. Feminists and shit just need to start dressing worse and people start taking them more seriously. How are you defining worse? Just worse than now. I don't know. I sort of... I like to respect their values. Like, blue hair is too respected now and shit, so, yeah. like, they're getting a lot of attention. Blue hair. <laughs> uh, green hair. Newtown hair. Newtown hair. <laughs> Fuck, that Newtown green hair, I've noticed recently. I think it was my girlfriend who told me I've noticed that they all grew it out and then stopped so it's sort of black hair with greenish stuff in the end. And I'm like, look how many of them are stuffed on their hair, how hard, like, the cuts all like that. And she was like, no, that's what the, the style has become. Like, it was green hair, but then the style changed. So it's all kind of green hair starting at a certain point. No, I like my trim with lips. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think has more of a woman problem, Donald Trump or the kinds of Dosha? Well, I probably, I probably got a bigger one than you. <laughs> but then Trump. Oh, I get a lot of virtual variety there. Yeah, yeah. But I guess that's available to anyone. Well, Donald Trump is a coarse and vulgar candidate for coarse and vulgar age. I don't know. I, I don't know. There's fucking 12-year-olds out there looking up triple cream pie kind of shit out there right now. So I don't know that you can just be like, oh, he's a seedy old man. Like, dudes want to fuck. 
They just try and make you suppress that shit now because it's Who? offensive or whatever. Who? I don't know, the feminist mafia. <laughs> <laughs> These fucking bitches, man. They won't, they won't stop. Go fucking sniper scopes on my fucking erection and... Yeah. You know, they won't stop. Laser sights coming in your window when you're trying to dad off on something, no. you know, untoward. They keep on slapping down my heart on like an unctuous school mom, you know? <laughs> um, no, but you know, fucking just, you know, haters gonna hate. Taylor Swift said that best, I think. Really, that's what it comes down to, I think. And I say, I'm not that facetious. I mean, you know, make what you will of Taylor Swift, but, you know, players gonna play, haters gonna hate. You can't have a go at her for not being sort of real. Yeah, she's she's true to herself. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's a good answer. I'm trying to be positive. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was really good. That was good. Um, but enough about the world. Uh, the real issue is uh, the federal election that we're going to have here in two months. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Honestly. How are we meant to care about that with all this uh, other shit going on? Yeah, politics is some other shit, I don't know. It'd be fun to get into just for a laugh and the pension and shit, but... <laughs> it seems like it would be easier just to take a bunch of pingers or, you know, fa- fake ass, You know, like, pretend like you're on acid and just go up to the mental hospital and get a free pension. Like, oh, oh I'm, you know... <laughs> so I can read your mind and shit. So why try to get into politics when you can go to a mental hospital? Well, yeah, if you, can, if you can fake it, if you're a good actor, which you probably kind of need to be to be a politician anyway, you may as well just go to mental hospital, fake an illness, get some medication that you can tolerate without getting too fucked up and fat on it and shit, because that's one of the things. They give you these fucking meds and then you become fat. And, but Parliament, they oh, get fat. Oh, it doesn't have anything to do with it. It just happens yeah. to everyone that gets on these meds. They get fat in Parliament, yeah. Yeah, so like, either way, you're fucked. Yeah. Either way, you get a pension. I think the poly pension's probably a bit You better. get a lot more free time when you're just chilling. <laughs> and that was that was uh, that was like a contribution on the election but no i can't argue with that i mean who gives a fuck these days? <laughs> like really i'm liberal but i'm all for welfare yep a welfare liberal <laughs> a classic welfare liberal what would, we, what would it be in america a conservative welfare conservative <laughs> <clears throat> yeah a welfare <laughs> And I'm just a, I'm just a fucking hockey mum at the end of the day. That's all I can identify as. Oh, I, I don't actually have this shit written down here, but mm. one of the other weeks when I think we were going to cast and it didn't happen on the day we were going to do it. Yeah, I was um I took a shit that morning, right? Yeah. And <laughs> it was crazy. I'm not sure if it's ever happened to you before, but I was sitting at this particular angle because, like, after you've been shitting for a few years, mm. I'm not sure if. If you guys at home have figured it out though, but if you lean forward, it's um it's kind of healthier for you because sitting on these western toilets is actually bad because the shit goes around a right angle to come out your asshole, right? Uh-huh. So when you lean forward into this squatting position, it's sort of more okay. naturally the way that your <laughs> okay, all right, your yeah. anus and all, yes, the, okay, all okay. that shit is supposed to be, right? I've got the diagram. So I was half leaning forward on the toilet and shit, yeah. and then my leg started doing the fucking um, restless leg syndrome, yeah, 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 yeah. and it was going, and it just, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going with it," right? And yeah. I just let it go, and it started. It was going so high and pumping, and I was like, "Oh my god." God, it looks exactly like when my dog's taking a shit and he gets in the wrong spot kind of thing like, the leg starts pumping and shit I was like fuck I wonder how many other people we could take a poll if you want to send into the Cones and Doe show email address something similar may have happened to me in the past 
<laughs> have you shit like a dog before? Just hit us up. Conesando at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but okay. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. I thought it was pretty cool. No, I was okay. like, fuck. I've never heard about that before in public discourse, but <laughs> I, I am glad we are putting it out there. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think it's part of just the... It's just the natural way of things. Yeah, that's that natural DMT trip that is taking a dump. So. <laughs> Dump magic time, it stands for. Yeah, yeah, like sort of when you see when you see that shit on DMT, how there is this almost vague... <laughs> when you see that shit on TV. There's this vague strobe-like effect to it. Yeah. So I guess just the rhythms of yeah. the universe just could be the same as that leg yeah. trying to pump the shit if out. If you're on the toilet and it starts looking like a disco or a trance fucking DJ <laughs> like at the beginning with all these lights, then seek help. <laughs> so when I was like in between, I can't really remember because it's so long ago. I uh-huh. think I was more like three, but it's probably in between three and six or something, right? Yeah. Um, oh, I could have been at school, which is pretty bad, but I was hanging out at a friend of the family's place, right? Uh-huh. With this uh, girl that's like the same age as me, close, like a month away or, you know, something like yeah. that. Well, we'd like hang out and we're like cool little friends and do all this stuff and like cute shit. Like I remember she kissed me from the outside of a window and all this stuff. So we weren't really kissing, you know, but like, mm-hmm. ha, 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 like these little play friends and shit. And then one day we were playing out in the backyard at her at her place, right? Mm. And um, I'm like, oh, like having quite a lot of fun playing in the garden and shit. And she's like, I'm like, oh, I've got to go to the bathroom. And she's like, oh, it's fine, just go in the garden, right? Yeah. I'm like, no, I've like, got to go to the bathroom. She's like, it's fine, just like, I've got to like do a poo or whatever you say when you're three years old. And she's like, it's fine, just I do it all the time, just use leaves, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was so like you know so trusting and shit and yeah I just shat in the garden wiped with leaves and then she went and dobbed on me to her mum <laughs> and mum came out like what the fuck like ah like sort of losing it like what's wrong with your garden there again it's like oh, oh I got so conned when I was just this little boy with this mean little girl making me shit in the garden for her own for her own lols fucking feminist that's a pretty funny fucking joke though they say women aren't funny <laughs> they must just lose it somewhere along the line. <laughs> Maybe it's only humor and cruelty. <laughs> no, just kidding. We love you, girls. Like Amy Schumer stealing jokes. <laughs> Something funny about that. Well, Mary Antoinette, like kind of not to meet cake, that sort of thing. But you know, uh, yeah. But at the same time, I mean, so maybe that's where my um my shit obsession came from. I don't know. Yeah, you gotta let go of the past. Cause I shit, I shit in a fucking um. I shit in, a, I shit in the big boy toilet. Now I'll show her. I shit in a primary school when I was fucking drunk when I was about fifteen or sixteen. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And I think I used leaves then as well. So that's probably it. She fucked me. She ruined my life. <laughs> if you're this listener, please call in. I'd like to ask you a few questions. <laughs> oh, oh G fuck's gonna murder me for this. Yeah. G fuck. Yeah. Why G fuck? Because he, you know, he got all this shit for shitting where he stands, and it looks like I'm the one that's uh, doing the slinging. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Speaking of um, of shit from way back as well. Another one from when this is definitely from when I was probably about three or preschool max, right? Mm. And it, it fucked me up because I hadn't thought about it in years. Um, I was lying on the couch so i guess i wasn't at school yet because days of our lives was on tv right mm-hmm. i just remember this fucked up thing happening where i was sort of half falling asleep and then the picture on the screen became this weird rotating mechanical cog 
right? Yeah. And so it was sort of like, and I've, I've never, I never analyzed it until more recently because it was like this childhood memory that mm-hmm. like was, oh, it was so trippy and fucked up at the time. And it was like uh, kind of almost scary. Mm-hmm. And then when I tried to analyze it, it was sort of bringing this memory back. And it was sort of like I tripped a mechanical cog on the screen when something else should have been happening on the screen. Mm-hmm. And then it felt, I felt scared because it felt like, it felt like pre-life. I remember it sort of like, oh, this feels like what it felt like before I wasn't even here because I was that young, you know what I mean? Right. I was like, oh, this feels for like because you know if you're three and you're like this feels familiar but i have no concept of what it is yeah okay so it was scary and i was like oh what the fuck is this and then um it was like love death sex energy and shit and that's like heaps similar to like how i've probably described some of the feelings of like the dmt trip and shit before and it was it still felt alive though and i didn't remember i didn't realize at the time that I was remembering Godhead kind of shit, you know, just that insanity consciousness and shit. And it was um, amazing, guilt-ridden and horrifying. And that was the first erection that I remember. And I think I was only two or three years old. (laughs) It's pretty intense. And like so guilty and shit, you know. Oh, what the fuck's going on? Like, oh, I'm. Oh, this feels like pretty. Oh, wow, my dick's hard. Like, oh, crazy. <laughs> yeah, I haven't felt a two-year-old direction for a while. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> what? what? Since I was yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. I got it. <laughs> fuck, man. This shit's deep. Yeah, it was intense. Like, cause, like, I remember, I remembered what it felt like quite vividly, but not until I smoked him too. When I was like thirty, <laughs> did I have something to compare it to? Like, cause I had right. the acid shit, hmm. but I've never had a, a really super super strong dose of acid to the point hmm. where reality melts away and you're sure. you need a spotter kind of thing. You know, sure. like it's always been seeing shit on something, and I can still sort of secretly function you know what i mean it's not like it's not like oh i'm okay it's like oh fuck no no one's gonna know know. (laughs) it's all (laughs) fucked up and you somehow can manage it but i'm sure there's a point with it where it gets too fucked up and it becomes more like cogs on all the fucking walls and all that shit because i've got a little bit of that on acid before but dmt just sort of shows you behind the curtain for a little a little second you know and you're like oh fuck not that we're encouraging anything on this show Well, that's don't a, do it unless you're sleeping and you're making it for yourself in your pineal gland. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's some that's some deep cuts from Doe. I don't know how I can follow that up. <laughs> a sort of maybe har- you got some music that you can follow it up with. I was just going to say it was had a nice harrowing intimacy to it, um, but I know I, I, I enjoyed it. It was good. So I guess to finish, oh, I'm all for just mind fucking people on this show. Yeah, so. no. Well, Godhead speaking of this, this was a song. You can feel bad at me and stuff, but at some point along the line you'll analyze why the fuck do I even care about what this guy's saying and then it might make mm. you reflect upon yourself or it might make you turn off the podcast yeah, turn like it that. off or grow a little yeah <laughs> that's your choice out there <laughs> Trump or Hillary turn it off or grow as a fucking human so in that respect this is a song about growing as a human I believe I made it back in 2006 7 just fucking around on the computer and I called it Real Americans and uh, you know it was just a little sort of a montage of the kind of collective you know style of the age back then and i think some of it's been quite prescient um so it's been a fucking good podcast i think we've discovered this things we've 
we've seen a new twist on old things. We've seen old twists on kind of new ideas. And what we've really seen is a conversation between two people that are trying to get to the nub of issues and really struggling to get there because they're getting distracted quite a bit. And that's the Cones and Doe show. In the same way Seinfeld was a show about nothing, the Cones and Doe show is a show about everything. Touched on a few soft ideas and a rock hard one. <laughs> a rock hard one indeed. <laughs> uh, if you can guess which one of the ideas was rock hard, please email in to us at conesanddoe at gmail.com. <laughs> it's been real. I'll see you next week. Uh, mate, give me the Cincinnati Sidewinder. Sick guys. See you, Doe. I'll eat it however I can, you know. I'll eat other garbage. Where, where people don't want their leftovers and they throw it away. Or just leave it sitting down somewhere. And I'll pick it up and if it's got something in it that I want to eat, I'll eat it. If I'm hungry. Isn't that hard for you? No, not really.
Oh, man. 